0: My last guest this week, certainly not least, is Tim Johnston, partner at Blue Horizon Capital and a member of the Index Investment Committee for the Blue Horizon New Energy Economy 100 Index ETF, ticker symbol BNE. Uh, This obviously seeks to invest in the new energy economy, which we'll uh, get into exactly what that is. Uh, Tim is now on the line with me. Tim, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Nate. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, so I saw that you joined Blue Horizon back in January of this year. And it's interesting, I was looking at your background. So you're co-founder and executive chairman of LiCycle, a global leader in, in lithium ion battery recycling. You're also co-founder and director of LiMetal, which focuses on uh, lithium metal technologies for batteries. How did you end up getting involved with uh, Blue Horizon?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And. I was very fortunate. Uh, My background is I'm a mechanical engineer uh, and also a CFA charter holder. I've been working in and around the battery industry since uh, the late 2000s and uh, was really heavily involved in helping uh, groups develop lithium projects uh, all over the world, uh, starting out in the the mining industry and then later transitioning more into technology and, and advisory sort of work but clearly, there was a, there was broader needs uh, beyond primary production uh, of these materials, and and that led me to to leave uh, my job as a as an engineer uh, back in 2016 to start Life cycle and and then later Lion Metal. But I was very fortunate. I've always uh, you know found that this industry is a great industry to to work with extremely smart people. These are you know, leaders in an area that. Uh, that very few people you know going back ten years ago even knew anything about. and uh, I was fortunate enough to to connect with uh, two former executives of Avamalf, John Mitchell, and Govin Aurora. and these gentlemen uh, were one of the founders of Blue Horizon Capital and really had a vision for uh, an investment product that was broad-based that incorporated uh, a an ability to not only have broad exposure in what we call this new energy transformation but also provide a level of uh understanding that only comes from having lived and breathed and and been in and around this industry so if you look at the investment committee you look at the people around the etf these are these are all individuals typically executives that have led or, or been in senior positions in major lithium battery energy or related uh companies supported by other great uh, financial experts, you know, people like Tony Fusco, uh, who, who leads the ETF. That expertise, we think, gives us an edge in terms of being able to uh, define what we see as this new energy economy.
0: Okay, so I want to get to the ETF in just a moment, but let's start by having you explain this new energy transformation or this new energy economy. And I'll I'll just hand this over to you uh, to lay out, but I thought it might be good to first have you explain what you view as the old energy economy and then what you see as the future here. Explain the new energy economy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the concept between old energy and new energy is is a little bit nascent because, you know, energy has been evolving uh, over the last century and beyond uh, in terms of, you know, how we both store, generate, and, and use energy. Uh, but for our purposes, you know, we view uh, old energy as largely being uh, a carbon-based uh, economy. And so therefore, this new energy economy is this transition away from a carbon-based uh, energy sources uh, into non-carbon-based energies uh, and all the associated segments associated with it. So it's not just about energy generation, but you know it includes things like energy generation, Distribution, how we use them, the materials that go into them, and I'll I'll dig into a little bit more uh, about the ETF here shortly. But that really sort of sets the stage as to what we see as the new energy uh, economy. You know, from a from an investment. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, from an investment standpoint, you know, we really see that it's not a a bright line test. Uh, We see that the old energy and new energy. Uh, economies is really a transition. We see this transition taking place over the next 30 years uh, where we'll start to see, uh, you know, and by the way, I should point out we're we're by no means, you know, anti the traditional energy uh, companies and and the groups that have uh, built the economies around the world based on new energy because we see that they're going to be an important part of the mix during this transition over the next 30 years and really drive Uh, a lot of the change that we're going to see uh, across our economy.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking, as you were describing this transition, you you know, to me, it feels like this entire topic of energy production and consumption, it's really moved to the forefront this year with the impact of the Russia-Ukraine war on uh, energy supplies. And I also uh, think just on the financial side, right, the money flowing into a government that is waging war, it's a war that I, I think most of the world disagrees with. Is that helping to... Uh, sort of change the discussion around the new energy economy. Like, have you seen a shift here?
1: Yeah, I mean, this this has been a transition that uh, well predates the uh, Ukraine Russia uh, conflict. Uh, but for sure, what it's highlighting is that you know when you have captive sources of of energy as we do in the case say for Russia and their supply uh, into into Europe, it definitely creates a. Uh, An unbalance in terms of the ability for those economies to to manage uh, their own internal uh, businesses and and uh, ultimately drive productivity. So, so, from our perspective, it's highlighted the need uh, and and accelerated in, in some areas the transition towards this new energy economy. Uh, you know, from our perspective, you know we see that there's somewhere between 100 and 150 trillion dollars that needs to be invested into this new energy economy over the next 30 years. Uh, And what I think this is going to do is it gives the, uh, not just private industry, but also the government uh, organizations around the world, uh, the political will and desire to really invest heavily uh, in this sector in the coming years.
0: Okay, so this is the perfect spot to talk about the ETF. Again, the Blue Horizon New Energy Economy 100 ETF, ticker symbol BNE. Tim, just walk us through what this holds, the basic instruction, anything else you think uh, that's noteworthy.
1: Yeah, for sure. So we define this new energy economy as really being five key segments. Uh, and so coming back to, to where we were just talking about, you know, part of it is, is energy generation. That then flows on to energy distribution, uh, energy storage, performance materials, and e-mobility. So as you can see, it's really the transition from how that energy is first generated all the way through uh, to ultimately how we as consumers uh, consume the, the energy. Uh, it's a broad-based index. It's meant to be a benchmark index uh, against uh, this transition. So we're 100 name uh, hold income, uh, uh equally balanced. We do two rebalances uh, a year. And within the five segments that I just described, we have 22 sub-segments. The the methodology of building the index is really structured around a very disciplined, rule-based approach, uh, but with a a final element of, and this is where we come into it as the industry experts, an understanding and appreciation of what we think uh, the right companies are relative to who we think of the leaders and innovators uh, within this space. Uh, and, and that has proven to work quite well.
0: From an investor's perspective, uh, look, in terms of the, the investment case moving forward, I thought you did a, a really nice job of explaining the new energy economy earlier. I think it makes a lot of intuitive sense to people. But can you try to uh, sort of summarize the investment opportunity uh, as you see it moving forward? Like, like, why should investors have exposure to this space in their portfolio?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so uh, we, the reason why we see that uh, investors uh, should have exposure in, in this part of their, uh, their portfolio is that, of course, there's, there's a number of drivers that are driving what we think are, are true gains over the years to come. And it comes back to not just the capital flow uh, that we were talking about, not just the, the need for, to regionalize uh, energy uh, within different parts of the world. But from an investment standpoint, it's also a, because it's such a new area and, and rather difficult uh, for investors to be able to make uh, single stock selections successfully, we think it's a great cornerstone part of investors' uh, portfolios that gives them broad range exposure. Uh, what we're seeking to do, as I said, is be that benchmark index. But if you look at our performance uh, since inception, you can see that against our peers within the new energy ETF, Uh, sector. We've outperformed uh, all of our peers in terms of total returns. But I think more importantly is, of course, this year has been a year of very high volatility. Uh, And this is going to continue to happen, uh, we think, within these segments uh, in the years to come as we go through this transition. But when you look at the the year-to-date performance of of our ETF versus our peers, you'll also see that we have the lowest maximum draw uh, across the peer group. And so, what that indicates is that we're both able to to optimize around volatility, but also you're not necessarily giving up the upside uh, potential associated with having uh, high-quality uh, stock selection that you might look for. Now, this isn't to say that you know this should be 100% of people's portfolio. Of course not. Uh, you know, particularly you know for investors that have a specific drive or desire or conviction around one of these segments, for example. You know, we encourage people to diversify and, and add a bolt-on uh, to this, but we think that this is a really good cornerstone piece of, uh, of most investors' portfolios.
0: Tim, just a couple minutes uh, left here. Before I let you go, I'm going to ask you a question that has a an hour-long, at least, answer that I'm going to give you just like two <laughs> minutes to to, uh, to touch on. But I have to ask you about this because I'm seeing... So much more of this in the media. And, and look, you are an expert in this uh, this new energy economy space. Do you have any thoughts on nuclear I- energy? You, you know, for whatever reason or reasons, and, and maybe you can tell us, nuclear seems like such a highly polarizing topic. There's a lot of debate here. But I've read plenty arguing that nuclear is a uh, a good long-term solution here, or at least a bridge. Maybe it could help take us from the old energy economy to the new. What What, what are your quick thoughts on nuclear?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We we actually think that nuclear has a really important part uh, to play in this transition from the old traditional carbon-based fuels to to this new energy economy. Uh, you know, of course, it, it's highly polarizing because it's it's been highly politicized uh, over the years. Uh, we do think that there is areas where it's interesting from from an investment standpoint. We think that there's uh, certain areas which will gain more traction uh in the in the years to come uh so things like you know small nuclear reactors uh which groups like the gates foundation have been funding for for a number of years uh, do have an opportunity to to play an important role uh but of course you know it it all comes with uh, a certain amount of political pressure uh around the world but we see it as as a very good uh, opportunity for for low carbon uh, fuel generation now things we just have to solve and uh and sorry, you go, Nate.
0: No, I, I completely agree. I mean, it just seems like the, the whole energy discussion is always so politicized. I find it really frustrating uh, because anytime you you have something politicized like that, then I think we we lose reasonable discourse, and some people just tune out the the topic altogether. And I think that that can happen in this space. So no, I, I completely agree.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's where we really see an opportunity, you know, coming back to, to our core skills as, as a group around this ETF, uh, is to identify those leaders and innovators. Uh, and we are a broad market index in terms of we do invest uh, in, uh, in most jurisdictions around the world. So it's truly a global view. So we have that opportunity to, to select that we think is important. Uh, but we'll also focus on the ones that we think uh, are going to be successful uh, in the years to come.
0: Well, Tim, appreciated uh, hearing your views this week. Best of luck to you and the Blue Horizon team on the uh, B&E ETF moving forward. Thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time.
0: That was Tim Johnston, partner at Blue Horizon Capital.